Hi, you're listening to Kate and Catherine. And we're going to show you how to find your Prince Charming so that you can finally live happily ever after <laughs> forever and ever. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. We are definitely not going to do that. We are sick of that story and it's a lie. It is a lie. You're listening to The New Truth, a modern woman's guide to extraordinary love. We are going to show you how the fairy tale love story stops you from experiencing the love you truly desire. Listen to hear how to break free from sacrifice and struggle in relationship. And learn the new truth about love in a way that you've never heard it before. We're so happy you're here. Keep listening. Welcome, welcome to the New Truth Podcast. How to trust yourself in love. Oh big my goodness. Big topic. Big topic today. <laughs> I mean, this is like one of the number one things that I work on with my clients and with myself and with my friends um, is women learning how to trust ourselves. And I love this episode so much with Nicole Caldwell. Did I say that? Um, Nicole. <laughs> now, Nicole now you is, are. Nicole is so magical and so powerful and just such a ball of light. Oh my gosh, I just love her. Um, it was such a fun conversation. But this is, we talk about how this is, I mean, it's so hard for women to trust themselves. And it's because we've been taught not to. And, you know, how women go to go to their friends, like, what do you think I should do? What do you think I should do? Do you think I should date him? Do you think? And how we're going against our own inner guidance that's built in because we're so busy running around asking everyone else's advice, calling a psychic, like doing all these all these ways where we give our power away and think that other people have the answer for us instead of learning how to build the muscle, as you say in the episode, to trust ourselves. So, yeah, this is an epic conversation. We're so excited for you to listen. We really covered a lot. So it was intuition. We talked about confidence. The three of us shared our stories about trusting ourselves and how it didn't always look pretty or feel good because I think there's a whole idea of, I mean, we just still live in a culture of perfection that mm -hmm. I'll perfectly love myself one day and I'll perfectly trust myself one day. And Nicole has a really powerful story and it, I was very moving to hear how she became who she is and her moments of self-trust. And so we're really excited for you to hear this episode. And I'm just going to introduce Nicole. So Nicole is a best-selling author, intuitive development mentor, and pleasure guide for heart-centered women healers, coaches, and leaders. We did talk about pleasure. <laughs> in this episode. <laughs> she helps women strengthen their intuition through prioritizing their pleasure. Nicole started her coaching practice in 2016 after successfully healing herself from postpartum anxiety and depression and bipolar disorder. Her recovery and a 100 pound weight loss have brought new and exciting levels of self-love, self-trust, pleasure, and prosperity. Since childhood, Nicole has been tapping into her psychic and mediumship abilities and developed gifts as a divine channel to provide healing to others. She now incorporates spirituality, sensual movement, and breathwork in her practice, along with a holistic approach to help women entrepreneurs create and grow successful and sustainable businesses that turn them on. She offers premium level one-on-one -on -one and group coaching, in-person and virtual VIP days, and luxury transformational retreats. She lives in Arizona with her partner and daughter. 
It was an incredible conversation. And my gosh, I feel like you and I really shared a lot too. Like yeah. we both really fired up about these topics. It is a fiery topic and it's, yeah, such an important one. And um, I mean, obviously we did cover lots of things, but the main through line all the way through was learning how to build that trust within yourself through learning how to follow your intuition and how to distinguish what that even is. And um, one thing I just want to speak to is their uh, trigger warning that she does talk about sexual abuse in her um, story at the beginning. She doesn't go into any details, but just so you know, that's there. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. So as always, let us know what you think and enjoy. Enjoy. Hello, hello. So, so excited to have this epic conversation. I can already feel the epicness of the conversation that's about to happen with you, Nicole. Um, I, yeah, you're just such a, have such a magical presence to you. Um, Catherine and I are just getting to know Nicole um, today, really. Like we've, we've known of you for, I guess, a year. Um, we met just over a year ago, but I feel, yeah, super excited to hear your story and dive in with you. So why don't we start there? Um, you are this confidence expert and intuition expert, pleasure expert. Um, I imagine it wasn't always this way for you. So would love to hear <laughs> like maybe where you started with your intuition and your confidence and, um, and how you got to where you are now. I was just born this way. What are you talking about? <laughs> Baby, I was born this way. <laughs> um, it started, you know, this all started as a child. I was very sensitive as a child. Um, I didn't know that I had these psychic or mediumship gifts or abilities or I didn't know that's what it was, but looking back, I can see now, oh, you were empathic. That's why you were feeling everybody's things. That's why it felt like you were here to change the world and you needed to do something about it. Like I remember as a kid watching the news and I would be so like devastated after like feeling hopeless as a child, like how am I going to solve all of these world's problems? And I didn't know as a child how to not take on other people's emotions or feelings that weren't mine. And um, for me, I turned to numbing uh, to not feel so much. And that was through food. I ended up having um, some sexual abuse that happened as a child and I didn't tell anybody. And so that was something else that I was keeping in and numbing as well. It was, I was numbing myself from feeling essentially. And so as a child, um, my parents would always tell me like, you know, don't be so sensitive, Nicole, grow thick skin, all of these things. And I just didn't know how to grow thick skin. I didn't get, I didn't understand what they were telling me. And um, I was having prophetic dreams as a child. I would think about something, it would happen. And it scared me. This gift honestly scared me because in religion, growing up in extremely religious household, these gifts weren't celebrated. It wasn't nurtured. It wasn't like nowadays you can find somebody online that can help you develop these gifts and make sense of them. Whereas then it was very taboo. Mm -hmm. And I just went around in life, like thinking something was wrong with me ultimately. Like I, and nobody could tell me what these things were. So I was always trying to fix myself, trying to not be too much, not to be too this way or that. And I was just conditioning myself to fit in this box. Yet 
the entire time, my intuition kept leading me and guiding me to mediumship, to the psychic realm and all of these things. I kept following my intuition all along the way. And it wasn't until my mom, she got cancer and I was just learning about alternative holistic treatments, natural alternatives in the healthcare system. And my intuition was like, I really wanted her to go the natural route, but insurance didn't cover it. And so I had to, that was like a practice of surrender, which I didn't really get, but to let go and trust that like my mom's own journey. And through that experience, it was, it was the hardest experience, like to watch my mom go through chemotherapy, somebody that I love. If anybody's listening now, if you've ever had a family member that's been diagnosed with any terminal illness, but cancer, it doesn't only affect that person. It affects you as the family member, as the bystander, as the support system. Um, but I don't think we realize how much it affects us because we're just there trying to like keep it together for the person that's going through it. And so I had met my um, partner at that time, around that time before my mom, um, when around this period of time, I met my partner. And one day I just was like, I have to go check on my mom. It didn't make sense. Wasn't logical. I just, inside, I kept hearing, go check on your mom, go check on her. And I was like, I don't know why, but I'm just going to go. Hmm. I go home, I go and I find my mom passed out on the floor. And I was like, holy shit. Oh my gosh. Like, I'm like, mom, are you okay? I had to call the ambulance. And that was like, I know for my mom, her being the strongest person, like for me to have to call the ambulance, I knew my mom wasn't okay. I knew inside, like, this is probably going to be the last time I'm going to spend with my mom, but I didn't want it to be. I kept believing and hoping for my mom to fully recover. And it, that was the catalyst where I knew like I had to trust my intuition. Like it didn't make sense, but I cannot not listen to it because it has the capacity to save somebody's life. And I got to spend the final week of my mom's life with her. Whereas if I didn't listen to my intuition, that could have been her last moment there. But instead I got to be in the hospital with her, making her comfortable, um, spending time with her and really just being with her for her last moments here on earth. And that has been the hardest thing, yet the greatest blessing and biggest gift because it's been the catalyst in me pursuing my mission, which is to empower women to trust themselves, mm -hmm. to know that you have the answers within and to have the confidence to follow the nudges that you're receiving because it literally can save someone else's life and it can change your life and it can make your life so much more pleasurable, so much easier and so much more fulfilling. So that's my story in a nutshell. <laughs> that is so beautiful. And I'm, I'm so sorry that you lost your mom and I'm so sorry for the abuse that you experienced as a child. And just my heart is aching a lot through hearing your story, isn't it? It, it just, it just think how wild it is that we never know. Like I'm just getting to know you today and um, like really know you and also seeing your presence online. And I just see this powerful, strong, beautiful, radiant, vibrant, alive, magnetic woman. And we, you never know where someone comes from. So thank you so much for sharing that story with us and just like how, 
how precious that you had that last week with your mom and how crazy that your intuition was that specific and that clear and that strong and how many times in a woman's life. I know for myself and in working with clients, like all those times where we had that really strong instinct and then didn't follow it. And then something happens and it's like, oh my God, I knew inside, but we question ourselves. And so I'm so happy that we're having this conversation because we all have access to this superpower of intuition. Like it's not just because you're psychic that you have access to this really strong guidance. Like we all have it internally. And I'm so excited to just dive deeper into supporting women to really learn to live from that place and to trust it. Yeah. Mm, Thank you so much for the compassion. Like, I really appreciate that. I felt that. And just when you hear something, like, it's like you have all of these thoughts in your head and like these ideas and things, but to hear somebody like articulate it in the way that you just articulated Mm -hmm. it, it's like, Mm, yeah, thank you. Thank you for seeing me. And um, I'm, I'm so grateful to be here um, to having this conversation with you ladies now to really support other women. Mm-hmm. And through our stories is how we heal. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm super passionate about this in general with Facebook. I, I often say the person, like I don't owe the world my story. Like there is no online expectation that I owe you to tell everything and imagine what would happen when you sign online that you actually trust that that person has a story, that that's how we start seeing each other, that we, no one is immune to pain and suffering and no one is so special that they don't have access to their intuition and can change their life and, and decide how they want to live. Right. Like that is all possible for us, but we couldn't, you can't possibly know who someone is only through Facebook posts. <laughs> and, and Kate are so, and I are so grateful to have this platform because we know we have thousands of listeners now, you know, uh, that your story is touching the hearts of so many people. And I, I do dream of a world where sexual abuse is just not even something that happens. Like, I, I believe that one day that will be the case. Um, we've got a long way to go, unfortunately, I think before that's the case, mm-hmm. but um parent loss is also very significant. And I know for myself, I mean, learning to trust myself was a freaking journey. And I have a lot of clients that are currently working with not beating themselves up for the times when they haven't listened. Mm -hmm. Right. Because if you are doing that or expecting perfection, you know, trusting yourself for me is a muscle. Right. Yes. That I that I have to commit to building and devote myself to building and watching out for when I don't listen and not, you know, beating myself up for it. And I'm so curious because I think I know every woman has this question in her heart. Like, how can I trust myself more? I don't think I've met a woman who doesn't have that question in her heart or even what is intuition. And so it's, I do, it's very powerful to hear you say how clear the clarity that you had, that was not my experience. Like I wouldn't have been, I had so much trauma. I wasn't feeling any nudges. Um, I, I was all over the place. It was very more quiet for me and not necessarily verbal of a voice inside, but I'm curious where you begin with women around like what, what you even say intuition is and a, a, the beginning of your process. Cause of course this is not this is the deeper work is what you do with clients and in, in, in your group programs, but how you be, how the woman begins the journey of following her intuition. Yeah. That's such a great question. And such a great point too. 
Um, and I want to be clear too, even though like this is my area of expertise, there are times where I still have not followed my intuition mm-hmm. yes. very recently. Yes. Me freaking too. Like, <laughs> Me too. And I have a therapist now, like a somatic therapist who's really amazing that I've had to like work through this stuff with recently about like feeling shitty because like, this is what I'm teaching people and then I'm not doing it. And it's like, really just giving ourselves grace because like, no matter what, no matter how much of a quote unquote expert we are, we're still human. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so, like, no, like the people who you're looking at online, like remember that like they're human too, and they have their human stuff that's happening. Like, it's just, I feel like, you know, at this stage in, at least in my life. And I feel like maybe this may be true for you ladies as well. It's like, you just have more tools now that you're able to move through those things a lot quicker than maybe you did in the past. And you don't sit there and camp there as long. Yeah. Maybe there's times where you are there like longer than you can be, but like, it's like more from a conscious place. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so I just felt called to like my intuition (laughs) felt called for me to just share that right now. So I wanted to, um, and so intuition, how I describe it is it's not logical. Like that's the thing. It really isn't like in that moment, it made no sense that I was getting that nudge to go check on my mom. Like it really didn't because my mom was fine. Like she was out of the chemo and radiation and she was on the up and up. And so intuition isn't logical. So when you try to use your logical mind to rationalize intuition, it, you're not, it's not going to compute because it's, it's very much a right brain type thing. Whereas logic, the logical mind is very left brain, very like factual. I need to see how this works. Whereas intuition is not that intuition. I call it is your inner GPS, your inner guidance system. I, I truly believe just like GPS, if you're going to your destination and say you go left instead of right, what does GPS do? It reroutes you, right? It's like, you may have to take a couple extra turns to get to that destination, but you still get there. Right. And you're not attached to like the route that you get there, how long it takes usually generally. Right. Mm -hmm. And so if we can have that same approach to our own inner guidance system. It's they're very much connected. Like there really is no wrong. There's no wrong move. It's just a reroute. Like you can't fuck it up. Like, that's what I say. Like you Mm. really can't. And I know so like, because I was there too, where it's like, you're so fixed on this. Okay. What's my right path? Like, am I on the right path? Like, even I remember when I did readings, like that was a lot of like the questions people had, like, I want to know if I'm on the right path. And it's just like, the path is the path. It's you'll get to that same destination. There's lessons along the path. There's people to meet along the path. If you would have went right the whole time, you may not have met that person that you were meant to meet and you impacted their life or they impacted your life. And so I feel like it's just having more fun and letting go of this like ideal of that it's only this one way. And that if you're not doing it this one way, it means you've messed up, you fucked up, you're off purpose or you're off path because you're not, I don't really ever feel like you can even be off purpose. Even if you quote unquote, get off purpose, it's all part of the purpose for you to come back to whatever it is. Right. And you learn something along those way, along the way. And so that's, um, my definition for intuition. I, 
Oh, no, carry on, carry on. I thought you were, I was just going to say my favorite part, but carry on. (laughs) (laughs) As far as like how you begin to start with it, Catherine, you made a good point, like where for you wasn't as clear or it wasn't as loud as how I start any of my clients is we're doing forgiveness work. We're doing clearing. We're doing energy healing because like, if we have all of this muck that we've taken on, it's going to be real hard to fucking hear your intuition. And it's just like food, you know, a lot. I'm, I'm so a proponent of intuitive eating, but it's not for everybody, right? Like in this point in time, because if you're addicted to sugar and junk food, your body is going to say you need more of that. And that's what you're going to think your intuition's telling you when that's actually not your intuition. It's the addiction and the cravings that are telling you that in order for you to get to actually what your body is communicating to you in that process, you have to detox, right? You have to like clear some of that stuff. You have to re like, you have to change your taste buds and you do that through that clearing process, the detox. And like, that's essentially what you're doing when you first come with me, it's an energetic, a spiritual, and maybe even a physical detox in the sense of maybe you're clearing and purging things from your physical life. And depending, like it may be you're feeling called to change the way that you're eating, but it's really grounded in forgiveness, grounding, understanding how you ground and connect to this earth and doing root work. Because if you don't feel safe and connected in your body and to this earth, if you are like, in this survival state, you're not going to be able to grow and like move your way up the chakras or the energy system to be able to have more of quote unquote enlightenment. It's not like this one state, but to feel more peace, to have more awareness, to be connected to your intuition, um, to have more of this pleasure. It's all, and it all like it involves clearing the shit that no longer serves you. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love everything you just said. Everything you just said. So intuition safety is built from following our intuition over and over again. Like often we, I think we've been taught safety as women is in a man, right? Is in having a partner or is in being in a relationship or is in, I mean, in our job and our getting a paycheck from someone it's, it's safety is it, we're taught that it's outside of ourselves. And when we're kids, it is outside of ourselves. Um, but as adults, safety comes from us trusting ourselves and trusting our choices and making the right, the choice that's aligned with our truth over and over and over again. But I love that, like, there is so much gunk in the way because we've all been through so much and have had so many experiences in our life where we didn't get to follow our intuition because somebody told us that it wasn't right. You know, like as children, we're, you're naturally guided by your GPS and then you get shut down from it and forced to do things that you don't want to do over and over and over again. So we learn to not trust it. And we learn that we like logic is glorified in patriarchy and in our society. And so it's, it's this, it's this constant, like, pressure to make a practical, responsible, logical choice, um, which means we're going to have to go against often our intuition. And I think that's what causes anxiety. Like when we are going against ourselves over and over and over again, we get this friction inside. Um, So my favorite thing you said is intuition isn't logical. And it's so true. I think like this podcast is about dating and relationships and love and Every woman I've ever worked with who's been in toxic relationships knew on the first date, like they didn't know necessarily, like you said, with your mom, 
what that feeling was. They, they felt the nudge, they felt the sickness, something felt off and weird, but their logical mind is like, this man's really handsome and he's successful and he's, you know, really charming and funny. So like, you should keep saying, yeah, oh, he really likes you. He's really complimentary. You need a boyfriend. Like you should say yes. And so the logical mind trumps intuition, but every single one of them had a feeling. Some had a voice, some had a feeling. Some had a sick, like just a sensation, but it's like, that is like, it's not logical. It doesn't come with a script. It doesn't come with a manual that's like, here's why your intuition is this. It doesn't make sense until later. You can't make sense of your intuition until after. Um, But yeah, I really, I see um, with my clients and myself, like that's really how to build that feeling of feeling safe in the world is by making choices from that place over and over and over again. And then over time we trust ourselves. And that's the most important thing. When you trust yourself and you show up on a date and something feels off, you, you say, thank you so much for the coffee. It's not aligned, but I wish you all the best. And you go on your way because you trust yourself and you, you trust that when something feels off, it is. And, and coming back to, you got to, also do the deeper healing to, to clear the gunk so that the message is strong and you feel safe trusting it. Yeah, that's so true. Like Catherine had spoke about that too. Intuition is definitely a muscle. Mm -hmm. Like it's just like going to the gym. The more that you use it, the more that you're actively connecting with it, the stronger it's going to get. And the more you trust yourself ultimately, because you see how it, when you follow your intuition, how it is validated, or even in the cases where it didn't work out, um, it, <laughs> when you didn't listen to your intuition, you can then, that's something that, um, I, I teach my clients as well. Like, look at the times it worked out and look at the times it didn't work out. What, like notice the signs you were getting along that time. Like where was the nudge that you knew this wasn't in alignment because that is giving you a sign how your unique intuition operates. Because that's the thing, everybody's intuition operates differently. For me, a lot of it's a very, I mean, I have, I, they're called clairs. There's like clear audience, which mm-hmm. is clear hearing. There's clear sentient, which is clear feeling. There's clairvoyance, which is clear seeing um, and clear cognizant, which is clear knowing. You just know because you know. And I, I'm connected to all of these, but some people, ha- most people have like, two that are the strongest that they use. And when you can identify what the strongest way and the easiest ways that you receive your intuition, it makes it so much easier to identify your intuition. And then you can begin noticing those subtle signs that happens when your intuition is communicating with you. And you can begin, it's like feeding off of it. It's like, oh, that thing is happening. Oh, oh, I remember when I felt that, that meant it was a fuck no. Okay. Like say no. And the thing is, it's the confidence piece comes in when it's like doing it no matter what, like if you're on a date with somebody, right. A lot of times it's like, well, what is this person going to think about me? Mm-hmm. I don't know their feelings. I don't want to come off as a bitch or flaky or snobby or this or that way. So then you just stay to not look bad. Right. And it's like, this is where the trust piece comes in being willing to, to walk away, no matter what that person thinks about you and trusting yourself and not sticking around to find out what your intuition was telling you, mm. you know, like, cause I know that's been a thing where it's like, well, I'm feeling this, but 
hey, let's just see what happens. Like, let's just keep exploring this. And then it ends up being like, <laughs> like a, a shit show. Like, mm-hmm. you know, where you're like, oh my gosh, my intuition was telling me this all along. Yes. And it's like, oh, now I see it. And a lot of things that I see women do too is ask other people what they think they should do. They're, they're getting a nudge about uh-huh. it, especially like, oh, I don't know that this is good. But then you'll ask your friends, your girlfriends, well, what do you think about this? And then Susie's like, oh, that's nothing. Da-da-da. And you're like, okay, maybe it's not, maybe it's nothing. Mm-hmm. And then you just like keep going along, denying your own intuition to where then the like the relationship doesn't unfold in the way you see how this guy is a douchebag or whatever. And then it's like, Oh yeah, I should not have asked Susie. You should have listened to yourself. And that's the thing. Your intuition is for you. It's not for anybody else. So when you try to take it to somebody else to ask them what they think, unless it's a trusted like coach mentor that you're hiring that can be objective for you no, it's not for them to interpret or understand. This is where you bring it back to you. You ask for the guidance, like ask for a sign if you need to. It's okay to do that too. Like, but you bring it back to you and you make the, you make the decision. Wow. Women giving their, their power away to other, to their friends is just the absolute most common thing. Like men aren't running around being like, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? (laughs) I'm realizing as we talk about this, that develop, you know, I loved what you said about women ask like, well, what's the path to trusting myself, but they're asking from their rational and logical mind. Like, tell me the three steps. And in my experience, I, you know, in order to be able to listen, I have to be willing to make room. So meditation is one practice that absolutely changed my life. And then learning about I'm all I'm clairsentient. It's all feeling based for me. And then I do have sensation when on a really good day, like when I was practicing the Course in Miracles, I heard a voice because I was doing lots of mental cleansing work. But, you know, in if you're longing for the ability to trust yourself, it's starting to look at all the ways in which you externally source what's best for you. Take a look at all the ways you deeply care about what other people think. Take a look at all the ways, how often you ask other people what to do. (laughs) And just without even saying, I'm now going to learn how to trust myself. It's actually doing the deeper work of looking at those patterns first. And then it naturally emerges because I, I don't think I ever really said like, I'm going to go figure out how to trust myself. And for me, a sign of not trusting myself is when I'm second guessing. When I'm actually engaged in the asking everybody else what to do or buying another fucking program, you know, to tell me about how I should do my life um, is actually exactly when I'm having a message and my mind and is taking over. And I, I have had so many, I mean, I think I've read articles and I've had other psychics say to me that relationship is often the number one thing that people are asking. And it blows my mind. We, there, there is nothing rational about love. There, there is nothing <laughs> rational. Love happens from your right brain. However, you need your left brain to come in because there's skills of love that you need to learn. And just because you have a feeling about someone does not mean that they're the right person for you. But 
women externally source women look for mm-hmm. external validation and i've often said the best thing you can do for your friends is one start by saying i'm actually not a relationship expert and so i love you and want the best for you and you probably would be better supported by a coach or a therapist let's start there rather than you telling all of your friends what to do mm-hmm. but also you know sounds like you know so- sounds like you could use some alone time I, I do have my opinion about what I think, but you know what? I want you to know what's best for you because I honor you and I love you and I trust your journey and the, you can't not fall in love with who you are, the more you're willing to source yourself from within, to source your own love, to listen to your intuition. And I, I'm actually realizing one of the biggest, I mean, I've shared before about the most important decision of my life, which was to go to Hawaii. Um, I spent a month in Hawaii. I bought a one-way plane ticket and my whole body was a yes. And I cried every day for three weeks leading up to that trip because my mind went insane about that trip. Who are you? You don't have the money. This is so irresponsible. What is everyone going to think? When the fuck are you going to come back? You don't even have a place to live. I was sleeping on my friend's couch and it was the most important thing I have ever done for myself. And then I met my husband three weeks later after coming back from that trip. And I moved in with him two and a half weeks after knowing him. And all my friends were saying, this is not rational. What are you doing? You're out of, you know, you're out of control. And the peace that I felt in my body. Because for me, I think intuition is also, it might not make sense, but there's a softness and a peace to it. Even if it's a scream, it's inside peace, but the mind makes it busy. Um, And so that, at least that's been my path of, okay, the path of peace. It might not be pretty. It might not be easy. It might be super effing inconvenient (laughs) for me to follow whatever is true for me, but peace is what it brings. Mm -hmm. Not drama, not pain, not chaos, which is all functions of the ego, which is all what, what, what most people are actually still addicted to. Um, but I hope that was helpful for people to hear and, and, and you really reiterating, you know, it's getting all the things out of the way, not diving into how to trust yourself first, like what's in the way first. And you are starting to lean into, you know, where confidence comes in, because again, not only I think every woman wants to trust herself, every woman wants confidence. Every research study that's ever been done about what people most want in a relationship is a confident partner. Like that's number one for men and women. Um, it's come up every single time. We want a confident person and we want to be confident. And I know you have a really powerful um, teaching on confidence, and this is something you work with women on. So I'd love to hear your link between intuition and confidence. I almost feel like, I almost feel like it's the same thing. This is something Mm. that I was like thinking about yesterday. And it's like, because I mean, maybe I just, I haven't met somebody who's super intuitive and follows their intuition. Who's not also 
Mm, confident. So, yeah. I'm trying to think I'm like, and confident doesn't mean that you never don't feel enough or like you don't love parts of your body or you don't care what people think. It doesn't mean any of that because <laughs> it's like, oh, I still have those things that come up. It's just, I don't allow those things to get in my way. I come back right. to self-love. I come back to acceptance and appreciating myself and what I do have now, right? Because that's the key is accepting and appreciating and loving what we have now. Um, that gratitude, that gratitude factor. Um, and I feel like with that, it leads into just, you feel more confident about your decisions because you know, you're not doing things alone. You're supported. You have this support system, whether you call it God, the universe, angels, insert, whatever, but you have this higher power that's guiding you and supporting you. And it's like, oh, I don't have to do this alone. Oh, it's not all up to me. I just have to get super clear on what I want and be willing to show up and take the action steps and know that it's already done and allow the universe to work its magic in the unfoldment process. Um, I mean, and that's taken a lot of practice for me <laughs> to do. Um, I, I don't want to sugarcoat this, that it's just like all of a sudden one day it was like, I went from not trusting to all of a sudden I fully trust and everything is just good. Yay. The end. Um, you know, there was work involved along the way. And a lot of it was going within and looking at myself and how I was showing up and how I was creating things in my life, perpetuating cycles that I no longer wanted to happen. And for me, it ended up, I needed to hire support. Like that's what my intuition guided me to do. And in the past, like I've hired support and those people, those coaches were not for me <laughs> looking back. Yes. It all, I believe everything happens for a reason. So like there was lessons that I received, which was trusting my own intuition that I don't need to no one, I don't need to put anybody on a pedestal and I don't need, nobody knows more than what I know about me for myself. Like I get to trust myself no matter how much I'm paying anybody else. So those were all beautiful lessons, but I feel like if we can allow ourselves to trust this inner voice, this inner wisdom that we have, this superpower and know that it's there will save ourselves a lot of heartache. And it's just practice. Sometimes like, you know, confidence doesn't just come from doing nothing. Confidence comes from putting yourself out there and practicing over and over again, being willing to get it wrong, being willing to look silly. It's being vulnerable ultimately. And um, that's been, I feel like the biggest piece is like the self-acceptance loving myself and my story, realizing like, oh, none of these things define actually who I am as Nicole. These are just events that have happened. These are just decisions that I've made along the way. They don't actually make me who I am. I've learned from them. And now I'm even more powerful, more well-rounded, more well-versed with this point of view that I can now share it with others and they can learn from this experience too. So it's just being willing to show up and do it imperfectly and get it wrong and be okay with that and know it doesn't mean anything about you and just keep going.
Yeah, I love that. And it's like, it, it's a come again, coming back to that trusting yourself. Like when you, you trust yourself, you follow your truth, you follow that inner guidance system. And then you confidence is built over time. And a lot of women that I work with, like they come in and they're like, oh yeah, I'm very confident because they're successful and they're powerful and they, they're ambitious. And, but it's more of an external confidence. It's like to the world, but they don't actually love themselves. They don't treat themselves well. They don't honor themselves. They don't care for themselves. They don't have really a strong sense of self-worth. It's just an, it's like an outer shell of confidence, but it's not. But when you're following that inner guidance, it's like, that's yours. And the more you do, the more confidence you build and um, coming back to the, the magic piece, like the universe that you, you talked about. I'm so glad that you brought that in. Cause to me, that's what happens when we follow our inner guidance and our intuition and our instincts that's when we get to see how magical life is and how divinely supported we are. And how that's when like you say yes to something, even though it's really scary. And then synchronicity, 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 magic, opportunity, experience. When Catherine was talking about the Hawaii trip, I was thinking about, I was like, Ooh, what's like one big experience for me that where I followed my intuition, I was having a conversation with a friend. This is probably like seven, six or seven years ago, right before I'd started my business, I was working with another company teaching and coaching for them. And I had this intuition that I was meant to go to a retreat and I'd never been to a retreat before. And I was like, I'd been to many workshops. I'd studied coaching, counseling. I'd been very immersed in personal development for a long time, but I'd never been to a retreat. And I had this call, this feeling like, Ooh, I'm meant to go somewhere. And I don't know what kind of retreat it is, but I think it's going to be spiritual. And I ended up like the next week I was on a sales call selling a program that was my business mentors. It wasn't even my program selling my business mentors program. This woman was applying to that program for her business. And she was describing her business to me. And she described this retreat in the South of France. And I was like, Oh my God, she was trying to, I was trying to sell her into this program, but then I ended up buying her program. Cause I was like, that's it. That's it. And then she basically, it was like 10 K and I think it ended up being about 14 K all in. Cause it was in Europe. It was in the South of France and it was in Paris as well, shopping in Paris. And then five days in the South of France in a castle going to all the Mary Magdalene sites. And it was this like super in extraordinary experience. But I, at first I was like, Oh, my mind was like, you can't afford this. This is a, and literally the next week I got a $14,000 commission check from the sales calls I was doing for this program. So it was like the perfect amount that I needed for the whole entire trip. And I went to Europe for three weeks and I hadn't been to Europe in, since I backpacked Europe when I was 20 And this, at this point I would have been like 33, 32. And I, took the leap and I went and I had the most transformational experience. I was in the Mary Magdalene cave, like in the middle of nowhere, meditating with this group of women and my eyes were closed. And all of a sudden, like my arms lifted like wings. And I heard this voice really loudly say, you were a teacher of love. This is what you're meant to do here on earth. And I was like, what? I was so confused because I was coaching business and and marketing and sales and stage, um, how to be a speaker on stage. And I was totally like on the path, but not quite in the right direction. And that was my divine guidance. And then I started my business like a few months. I started the path to my business a few months later when I got home. So it was just like so divine. And my intuition knew before I even had the call with her that this was coming. 
So yeah, it's so you get to experience and that trip, like there was just magic after magic. Like it was so synchronistic. I could go on for hours about it, but, um, but the point is that life is so incredibly magical and beautiful and divine, even in the midst of your pain, even in the midst of a pandemic, even in the midst of no matter what's happening in your life, there's so many magical things all around us, but we mostly don't see them. We don't see the divine support that's there because we're so busy following our logic and going against ourselves over and over and over again and doing what we think we should do as opposed to following what feels good and following our truth. And I mean, the new truth podcast, and when you learn how to come home and how to follow your truth and how to heal whatever's blocking it, but actually listen to yourself and let that part lead the way you get to experience how fucking magical life is. Yeah, that's so incredible. Like, I love hearing those stories so much. Like, that stuff lights me up. And that is like, I mean, it's a constant in my life, like every single day, like that's just my life. And I remember I had some friends one day say like, Nicole, that's, that's just your life. Like, just get used to it. Like, they weren't like really surprised at this point. Cause I'm always like telling them stuff. And I was just like, ew, like, I don't <laughs> want the magic out of this. Like, I always want this excitement and this energy around the magic that's happening because what had to occur for that synchronicity to happen is fucking magical. (laughs) And it's just so cool and amazing to just witness that. And um, I just love the synchronicities and just you sharing that and hearing others. It just inspires me to like, just (laughs) say yes, Nicole, just keep following them. You don't have to know how it's all going to work out. Just honor your desires. Just keep saying yes. Yeah. Ooh. Something that came up that I was thinking about yesterday too, where I was thinking about the confidence and intuition thing and all that, like they're the, like the same pretty much. I almost feel like desires and intuition are the same too, because yes. it's like your desire, like that's the same feeling with intuition leading you to what it is that you want, right? Like you get excited. Ooh, I want that car. Or, Ooh, I want to offer this program or, Ooh, I really want to have a partner or have the, have the baby or like whatever it is. It's like, there's a reason why that's exciting you. And you feel lit up by the thought of that, that is guiding you. That is your intuition. I feel like we're just all talking about the same things in these different spaces online, but it's really like the same thing actually. Mm -hmm. And so if you're like, I don't know what my desires are. Oh, I don't know what my intuition is. What excites you then? If that feels like, huh, I don't know how to compute that. What do you feel most excited about? You can literally just ask the question, like, what should I do next? Or what should I eat? Or what does my body want? Or is this a yes to this relationship and feel and just notice, just begin to like, take time to notice, like how, like the sensations that you feel, um, maybe you hear something or you don't, and just begin to like tune in and connect with that. Cause that's leading you. Your desires are leading you. And Oh, go ahead, Kate. No, I just said, yeah, I just whispered that. (laughs) I, I also keep thinking of, you know, the best of Runaway Bride and the final scene where she has been pretending to like whatever eggs her boyfriend liked, right? No matter who her boyfriend was, what kind of eggs do you like? Oh, I like whatever you like. And the final scene is he put seven plates 
out in front of her and was like, we're going to decide what you like. Mm. And she tries it. And I think this is why I'm a proponent of dating multiple people. Like this is the practice. Like it's not, I'm going to know what I like and then I'm going to, you know, lock into that forever. I'm going to try this and I'm going to try this. I'm going to try this. Like Kate just shared her journey of her whole business changing. Like none of us say the same, but it's the courage to keep asking. It's the courage to change your freaking mind because you know what? Maybe it's a yes today and tomorrow it's a no. Yeah. And that's okay. And that doesn't mean you can't trust yourself. And I also, it also feels important to share that Kate and I just shared very big and, and even with your mom, big sweeping self, you know, intuition movements. I want to say moment by moment, like there's also small things like I, I need to go to bed. Oh, I want to work. I want to spend another hour working. I really need to send that email on my body. No. Yes. Go to bed. Catherine, do you want to go for a walk with me? And I only have an hour in between clients. Hold on one second, please. <sighs> you know, no, <laughs> I, I, my, my intuition's calling me to do something else. Like, and, and you, Nicole have talked about, you know, what happens when you make pleasure a priority in your life. Like when you make you, like, I keep thinking about how all of this has been about feminine principle listening to your body, intuition, not logic, pleasure, not pain, you know, desire, not what you think you can get. You know, I wanted to say what gets in the way of desire. Well, I can't want that. Who am I to want that? Well, that that's too unrealistic. Oh, I can't possibly have that. So I have to settle the way everyone else is and the abdication of personal power. So for me, confidence, confidence is self-trust because for me, self-trust is I'm okay, no matter what happens, period. Mm -hmm. Because my safety does lie with me. My trust lies with me. Not I'm a child and my trust lies with you. And that's what people do in relationship. I'm okay if you're okay. There's codependency. I'm happy if you're happy. If you're in a bad mood, I'm in a bad mood rather than sovereignty and autonomy. And, and you know, you work with um, entrepreneurs, Nicole. I'm at, like, there are 10 fucking trillion ways to run a business. <laughs> like, and everyone has the best idea for you on Facebook. Let me tell you. Right. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. you know, and this is why Kate and I, you're never going to see from Kate and I, here's the texting script, you know, to send, like, here's the three strategies to make him miss you. Like you are never going to see that from either of us and either of our <laughs> work no. because that model acts like you're guaranteed to get the right result. Mm. Right. And mm-hmm. confidence is, you know what? My self-worth is sourced from me. My value is sourced from me, not what you think of me. And I'm committed to living a life that's in alignment with who I am. That's where, for me, where confidence comes from. And it becomes the natural byproduct of living in alignment with who you are. And as you said, Nicole, being willing to take those risks over and over and over again. Yes, I do like you. And I do want to go out again. Yes, I do want a relationship. Is that something that you want? Where are you around this decision? Rather than, oh, you might scare him away. You might scare the person away if you do that. Like, oh my God. And then we wonder why women don't trust themselves. And we wonder why we have all the medical stuff we have. Oh, you're not in pain. Do you know there's research studies that say little girls are not believed when they're in pain, the way little boys are in doctors, There's been research studies on how the dismissal of pain for girls is not taken seriously the way it is for young boys. 
And so this whole like, well, I'm, I was talking to my friend about this this morning about how much pain tolerance I had. Like I would have sat with back pain for like seven months before I was willing to do something about it. Kind of like I was willing to be in an on again, off again relationship for three and a half years where I cried myself to sleep every single night. And so I think it is all this intertwining of desire and intuition and confidence has to be also with being willing to have pleasure. And, and prioritizing pleasure. And I know you've said, Nicole, this has like been a huge thing for you. And so how has that shown up in your work, in your life? How do you lead women there? Because it's a big deal for any woman to be willing to say like, I deserve to have pleasure. I deserve to be happy. I deserve to feel good in my life. And actually, if you're struggling with codependency, it's incredibly hard for you because the, the root of codependency is I don't deserve. Mm. So I don't deserve to feel good. I don't deserve to have pleasure. I do out externally source everything. So that's why I'm struggling to trust myself, but I had to learn this big time prioritizing pleasure, um, and prioritizing myself and unhooking from all of the stories other people have had about me. And so I'm so interested to hear your journey with prioritizing pleasure and what it means for you now. Yeah. I'm glad you said that. Cause that was definitely something I suffered with in the past was the codependency of like, especially with like the self-care stuff, it would be like, I would notice like in my partnership, it would be if he was around or something then I wouldn't be doing the things that I knew made me feel good. And it wasn't like, he was like, don't do those things or anything like that. It was just like, just this weird thing where I'm like, oh, I guess I can't do this now because he's here. Ah, I'm just going to spend time with him and you know, all that, like, and it was mm. just like, and then it led to more of that to where I was literally not like where I was resentful, honestly, and like bitter. And, um, I've realized me doing these things for me is great. Like that's enough. It doesn't have to be for my partner, for my daughter, for anybody else. Like I feel so much better period. I am so much happier. I am more connected to my intuition. I am more magnetic, like, and it's simple. Like, I feel like a lot of times when people think pleasure, they're thinking, well, it means like I'm having these sex capades all day or spa days all the time or things like that. And it's like, yeah, it can be those things, but like, usually we're not doing those things like every day. Right. So it's like in the everyday, like the quote unquote mundane, it's finding the pleasure in those things and really honoring yourself in those moments. Like for me, one of the ways I denied myself pleasure that really came through recently was through in, um, intermittent fasting. I thought I was doing this as a, like a health thing mm. and all of these things. Yeah. I was like the underlying thing in there was control for me. And it was a way for me to deny myself pleasure. It was like, oh, okay. Even though you're hungry, you're having these hunger pangs right now. It's not 12 o'clock, Nicole. So you can't eat or, oh, you haven't had your celery juice, Nicole, even though it's two o'clock, you still haven't had your celery juice. So you're not going to eat until you have the celery juice. It was like, it was so interesting to witness how I kept delaying my pleasure and avoiding mm -hmm. pleasure is literally what I was doing in all of these ways because I didn't feel safe being in my body and receiving the pleasure. And I find like what has supported me the most and what has supported my clients is really connecting to our womb space because uh, what's happening when we say yes to shit we don't want to, 
especially in relationships, like those times with like partners we've been with when we really didn't want to go on the date or we really didn't want to have sex with that person. And we still said yes anyways, in those times we were denying ourselves, right? And so that's all stored in our womb. And it's really important to reconnect to our womb space. And that there's multiple layers to that. But one of the ways is really just moving and connecting meditation, connecting mm. to your womb, giving love, gratitude, and doing forgiveness around the times that you've denied listening to your womb, right? And really reconnecting with her. Um, yoni steaming or vaginal steaming is something that mm. I've done a lot of that's been really supportive. It's essentially like making a tea for you to sit on for your vagina. <laughs> but it's the herbs. Herbs have healing properties. And so the steam is going into your womb space and mm. it's healing. It's helping you with cramps, with the PMS, with your menstrual strike cycle and the heavy bleeding, because we've normalized in society that cramps are normal, that PMS is normal, all of these things. And it's like, yes, it's not normal. It's common, but it's not normal. We're not supposed to be experiencing those things. It's a sign that something's out of balance and we need to rebalance our connection with our womb space. So instead of just putting it off to the side, it's reconnecting to this creation space, whether you've had a ch child or not, whether you want to have children, whether you have your womb, your uterus or not still, that energetic space still lies there. And she's asking for connection. Mm. And I've, I've just seen so many powerful shifts with my clients and with myself when I connect with my womb space. It's quite incredible, honestly. Um, but it's prioritize asking like, your body, your womb, what do I need? What do I need right in this moment? And listen, it's when you have those cues of instead of pushing through, which we're like, it's like in this masculine, like a patriarchal society, like we've been trained to push through things mm -hmm. to make shit happen. And that is not it. Like you don't need to do that. That's actually like a sign that you are like, you're in your masculine and you need to take a break and just stop and be. It's eat when you're hungry, rest when you're tired, right? It's those simple things, starting to do those. That's prioritizing your pleasure is just honoring your body and what you need in that moment. Mm. And that begins to, to spill over into every area of your life where you're raising your standards because you see what you're, how you feel and, oh, this is like my new baseline now. Like, this is my new baseline standard to have a bath every day or to take time to meditate every single day and move my body. Like, and just, you start to raise your standards and what you're available for because you're saying, hey, I'm prioritizing myself. This is what I need. And through doing that, you're raising your standards in every area of your life. People are gonna rise up too to meet you there or they may fall away, but I found, I mean, I've had both experiences, but in most experiences, people do rise up to meet you there. The clients that I have are so amazing and juicy and like, they're at this way higher level too. And it's like, you matter. You are so worthy and deserving of receiving and taking care of yourself. You are not an afterthought. You get to be a priority. When you're a priority, you have more energy, more like 
more energy pumping through your veins, your cell, your vessel to be able to pour and share with others. Yes. I love that. And what I'm hearing through everything you're saying is like getting to know your body because our bodies are the keeper of everything, of our soul, of our truth, of our inner GPS, of our pleasure, of our confidence, of it all comes from being embodied, being in our bodies, connected to our bodies, intimate with our bodies, pleasure practices, um, meditation, like dance, movement, anything, breath work, anything. For me, I'm, I get intuitive clarity the most when I'm in a state of pleasure. So whether it's like while I'm getting a massage or which Catherine just this morning was talking <laughs> about all the like self-care treatments she's had in the last 24 hours. And I'm like, my God, I haven't had any where someone else is doing something to me in like two months. So, you know, go book a facial or massage after this. But like when I'm getting a facial or a massage, I have divine downloads. When I'm in the having a bubble bath in the dark with candles, I have divine downloads or intuition or those hits. When I'm doing a breath session with a, like in a workshop or a group workshop or a one-on-one session, breath work where it takes you to an altered state. If you're listening and you haven't heard of it, there's many types of breath work, but that's another place where I get really, really clear messages about what's next in my life and what to do or in meditation or in dancing movement practices. Like there's just so many ways, but the common denominator of all of them is, is really getting into a state of pleasure and being in your body. And that's when we're plugged in to all this beautiful guidance that's all around us. So I love, I love this conversation so much. I feel like we could go on forever. <laughs> um, and I just would love to, to hear from you. Like, what are you up to? What do you have? Like, how do women find you? What do you, do you have anything that you want to share about yes. your work? So um, just depending on when this goes live, I do have a free masterclass that I'm hosting called Becoming the Confident Woman. And it's designed to help women leaders feel confident showing up online, sharing their gifts. And so that's going to be really juicy. That's happening March 12th. And I'm going to be actually in Sedona when I'm doing that live. So all the magical vortex energy will be transmuted in that. Um, And then... I'm moving towards offering VIP days with women and VIP level experiences and really diving deep and having that like jumpstart of transformation along your confidence and self-trust journey. And so I'm going to be offering those here in beautiful Arizona and online as well. So you can find me NicoleCaldwell.com, Nicole Caldwell on Facebook and Nicole Caldwell 888 on Instagram. I have an H and two L's in my name as well. So find me somewhere, reach out, say hi, let me know that you heard this podcast episode. I'd love to um, connect with you. And I look forward to connecting with those of you that feel called to my work. Amazing. We'll share the links below. So they'll, they'll be able to find them easily. And also, um, just curious. I, I know, I imagine there's women who are listening who have no effing clue what a VIP day is. Can you give a little bit of um, explanation? <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, all this lingo, it's like when you work in corporate and they yeah. have all these freaking acronyms to learn, yeah. <laughs> like, and like huh? totally. what are they talking about? Yeah, he was. Thank you. Essentially it's, it's an intensive, it's a deep dive um, experiential day where we are going through 
specifically this next VIP day is going to be designed to help you with creating the foundation to build the confidence. So we're going to be doing some grounding and clearing um, practices and forgiveness techniques to help you really clear <laughs> um, your uh, physical, energetic, and spiritual body. And then you're going to learn tips, tools, and practices that you can begin implementing in your life after our time together to keep that foundation clear and to keep building upon what you learn um, or to keep building upon the space that you created and implementing what you learned. Um, and we do a follow-up call after that and to help you integrate your experience and things like that. So yeah, that's a little overview of that. So if you have questions on that, definitely feel free to reach out. Awesome. Thank you so much. What an epic conversation on intuition, confidence, womb healing, self-love and pleasure. The whole thing, the whole thing. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you, Nicole. Bye. Hi, it's Kate. Thanks so much for listening to the New Truth Podcast. For more of Catherine and I, come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group. We are in there. That's where we're sharing all about our programs and our free workshops that we do. Um, you can come join us there and ask as many questions as you want about the podcast episodes, about dating, relationships, any struggles you're having out there. We would love to support you. So come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group and we will see you soon.